Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, welcome to the RTGA podcast. Um, we're a bit late, a day late, so we've we've made up for it by having a you know most of a defensive line here. We have got five of us: Mikey Stafford here. Uh, I am Stephen Cluxon to Jackie Hurley's Evan Comerford. She just she just thought she was out for she's just out for one podcast. No, she is just out for one podcast. But I just sauntered into the Parnell Park dressing room, put down my gear bag, like you know, the last two years never happened. <laughs> Uh, joined by Rory O'Neill as always, Michael Foley of the Sunday Times, Kieran Whelan from Dublin and Tomas O'Shea from Kerry. Um, we managed to drag them all together now. It's a safe, dis- a safe time after the All-Irelands happened. Um, and this podcast might be a little bit late, but I'm telling you, all those other podcasts are going to be smoked. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> um, we'll get on. We'll get on to Paul Flynn's late night tweeting later on, and talk about football of the year and team of the year, which is always good crack. But Wheelo, I'll start with you, I suppose. Um, Forty eight hours on, or close enough. Um, how does it feel? Is is this the sweetest of all the All Irelands that have been won since you retired? Yeah, well, like I think, like two thousand eleven was 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 massive significance. Uh, you know, after the lads had dominated us for a long, long, long time, uh, that one was massive in the county. But definitely being out and about the last couple of nights, and and you, you get a sense that this one is up there with them, and it's that kind of atmosphere that's kind of around Dublin and the city that was that was there in two thousand eleven. Uh, so yeah, abs- absolutely. I think this was what's definitely come out Mikey the last couple of days is you know between the interviews with the players there was that real u- unity of focus uh within the group uh that they were on a mission and they were you know we, we spoke about them, everyone coming back for uh to get one more but they but they obviously you know Desi deserves I suppose credit having taken criticism and all the rumors that bounced around the last couple of years and Stephen Cluxton and the COVID issues and Manion and McCaffrey and you know like when you when you actually weigh it up and you look at the last 10 minutes of the game and you look at the contributions of Cluxton, Manion and McCaffrey you gotta say they were the key probably difference in getting Dublin over the line this year uh, and they weren't there last year so uh, it was a game of fine fine margins uh, even looking back on it watching it a second time uh, you know it, the intensity within it, the physicality within it. You know, I think yeah, there was very little structure and tactics to it. Obviously, you know, it was an absorbing game of uh, kind of mistakes, if you want to call it that. A lot of turnovers. Both teams were trying to feed off the turnovers, uh, and it became a lot about counter-attack football then. And I think you know Dublin just may have had that little bit more composure in the closing minutes, but it was a very very fine margins. And even even as much as when you talk about Mick Fitzsimons, and I know we'll talk about Mick Fitzsimons, but the very fact that Mick Fitzsimons went and disputed with the umpire uh, and probably the reputation that he had uh, over the last 10 years as being a fairly uh, tough but fair, clean footballer, uh, like that's kind of a small bit of leadership that can nearly win all Ireland's. If he, if he says nothing and he just disputes with Goff and Goff continues to give that free in, it's be a different game uh, and and that, that to me was one thing that stood out and when looking back at the match that that moment where he goes in and, and remonstrates with the umpire and the umpire obviously backs him up and Goff throws up the ball uh, and doesn't get a score off that they're the they're the kind of small margins you're talking about so uh yeah it's been a, a good couple of days all right you know and great atmosphere around the place and great delighted for all the, the lads particularly the you know the James McCarthy's and 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 Fitzsimons and and then Clucks and what he added when he came back. So, yeah, nice night, nice couple of days, good good celebrations. It's Tuesday night now, beginning to quiet down a bit. <laughs> um, I'm afraid the flip side, the the reverse question has to go to you, Tomas. You get the sense that, um, as all Ireland final defeats go, this is a pretty scaldy one. Going obviously, that who the opponent was. The fact that there's three players now gone on to nine All-Irelands is, is significant in some circles. Um, but I guess more than anything, it's the nature of that defeat being outscored so much down the stretch. 
Um, there was that free turned over. There was there was also obviously the 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 Gavin White interception. There was Shawnee O'Shea like slipping when a, he could have made a quick hand pass to Clifford, and God knows what would have happened. There's a lot of what ifs, I guess. But at the end of the day, being outscored was seven points to two down the stretch. That that's a hard one to take. Yeah, Mikey, and that was the difference. You know, there was um, that goal that came, the Gavin White turnover. It was a match of turnovers. It was probably a poor match. It was a poor football game as such. Uh, defences were on top. There was a lot of mistakes. There was a pile of turnovers on both sides. That turnover and that goal was massive, I think. Yes, Kerry did come back and got three points up. Um, but it was the reply from Dublin. We don't touch on it. I think that Mannion free was massive because Jack McCaffrey kicked it over. Could have been called back. He was fouled twice in that play. It was pulled back to the original foul and it was a fair kick. But they showed unbelievable character all the day. And, you know, you could speak about records, but the reality is that Dublin have blown every record out of the water in the last 10 years. Every record. And... Uh, people are talking about the three lads that won the nine. Look, it's just another one of it. They have six in a row. They have everything, you know. Um, and I think this, why it hurts is, I suppose, it wasn't that Dublin were completely written off. But I think the other factor that Kerry had gotten over the line against Dublin last year, um, had won in All-Ireland. Uh, this group of players possibly had a little bit more confidence in themselves, felt they had the answers to this Dublin team. And I've no doubt that it's the sweetest one. When you are, we were, I remember we were written off in 2009 and it was my last time winning a medal and it was the sweetest one. Uh, A lot of people would would point to the first one, but um, Dublin were better. Dublin were were just better on the day. They were cuter on the day. I think they had their leaders. I thought, uh, looking back at it, I watched it again. I I watched it again and... Jeez, um, there's commitment to the cause. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, I, I, I think um, it probably was the kind. It probably was the kind of yeah. It probably match. was the kind. It probably was the kind of game that you nearly needed a second view in, though, to really kind of get everything that but was going leaders, on to us. Rory, you had leaders that stood up at different stages. Cluxon was amazing throughout. Cluxon was absolutely. We couldn't. Howard got nine kickouts, and seven of them, I think, were in the first half. Uh, and Kerry were trying to press, but they just didn't have an answer for him. And when he cramped, you had Fenton thunder into the game in the second half. Um, and you had you had Mannion, obviously, flying it. Um, it was just, they had the answers. They had somebody, Paddy Clifford, to be fair to him, did right. everything in his power over a 20-minute period to stand up. And, you know, he, he grabbed the, the game by the scruff of the neck. But they needed more, and they needed a bit of a wave at that time. Uh, a lot of people are, are coming heavy on the Kerry midfield. If you look at it again, I I give Dermot O'Connor a lot of credit. I think they were on the back foot. It was as if Kerry or Dublin were dictating the game to them. They spent so much time defending, so much time tracking. They didn't. They couldn't leave an imprint on the game going the other way. So um, yeah, it is. It's 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 disappointing. Like, um, but at the end of the day. I think what's most disappointing is we can't really complain. You know, those we can't even compl- we can't even use the ref. We can't. There's nobody, absolutely nobody. I, I was back in West Kerry last night. I went out. A few buddies were having a few beers, drowning their sorrows. So I went out for, with them for a while, and um, nobody was giving out about it. There was nobody giving out about golf. There was nobody. We just weren't there, and it was just a, a, a disappointment and a kind of a a feeling of. One get away possibly, but on the day we just weren't, we didn't perform. We, and there was always a day, even though looking back on it again, Clifford had great chances. And, and in fairness to him, only for him, we wouldn't have been in an All Ireland final. Let's be honest, he dragged that team on his back for most of the year. Um, some of the chances he had, you know, I, I don't, he had opportunities, and people can say um, that Mick Fitz had a great game, which he did. I'd agree fully, he had a huge game, and I think he, he, he was breathing down his neck all day, but um, Kerry had opportunities. Kerry had opportunities, and look, on another day, could have, but didn't. Mm. Mick, the I suppose now the 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 get the gang back together for one last heist was was the narrative beforehand, and uh, 
Colm O'Rourke uh, on a podcast previewing the finals as James McCarthy told him after the Dublin Meath uh, league match that he was going to retire at the end of this year. There's a sense that maybe the job is done. They've got to nine. They've got a second one for Desi. Um, but on the other hand, I was struck by Marty Morrissey interviewing Brian Howard. Brian, it was your it was your birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 26 on Sunday. How many All-Irelands have you got now, Brian? Five. So like there's like there isn't there is another generation of leaders coming through there. Um and I don't think the wheels fall off for Dublin altogether, even if a couple of veterans decide to retire permanently this time. Probably probably depends depends what you define as the wheels falling off like. You know, if you're if you're expecting Dublin to win three in a row or whatever, or you know, go on a run like it did in the previous decades, uh you're probably wrong there. So maybe the wheels fall off if that's what you're expecting. But like the question look as you say, I mean, the kind of the narrative all summer was like, they've, they've got them back together. It's one last squeeze, you know, do it for the Gipper, do it for Desi, do it, just, let's just do it for James, let's get James up the steps. It's actually, and that's great, that's powerful stuff. I, my wondering is that, like, when the dust settles now and the time passes, obviously there'll be a couple will 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 step away, but there may be a couple of others that you might expect to step away that might think, well, if I do step away, that'll be three or four of us, and what Dublin won't want to happen is for the whole thing to fall off a cliff. Or they want to avoid that at the very least. So, and also when you win an All Ireland, I'd imagine that the energy you get off that, well, you know, if you have a 50 50 call to make, it might nudge you the other direction to stay on and just see how it goes. I don't know. But, like, yeah. And I mean, I suppose the encouraging thing for them this year with that, you had the likes, I mean, Tomas mentioned leaders there. Like, you had, okay, Comer Costa didn't have a great game the last day, but he had good games when. Dublin needed him too in the earlier rounds. Colin Basquell was a fellow that was coming back in the second half and you were looking, you got five minutes, buddy. And like in the in that five minutes or ten minutes of the second first first five, ten minutes of the second half, he was immense. Immense. And he ended up having a fine second half. So like guys did step up, fellas that you wanted to see. Lee Gannon had a had a decent game. Um on a, another step forward. They missed Sean Bugler. I'd say it was, that was a big loss in them as well. So they've got guys there. Whether they can like I think it's an interesting thing because like if, if Kerry had won on Sunday, you're looking at, we'd be talking about, you know, the prospects for three in a row, right? But we're now looking at Kerry having won one, Dublin judgment, I would say, will be reserved on their future until we see who's there next January. And then you're looking at a big pack now behind them. So it's it, that was an enormous All-Ireland. It was an enormous All-Ireland for Dublin to win for all sorts of reasons. It was a huge one for Kerry to win for reasons that they probably wouldn't have even explored themselves. But it was a massive one. And it's a big one for the championship itself because, you know, kind of all bets are off. I mean, Dublin are ahead of the pack, but they're not a million miles ahead. And again, as I say, depending on who's going to be there next year, and Kerry will be right there again, obviously. But you've got other guys as well. So, you know, it's it was a, to me, it was a real, I wouldn't say sliding doors, probably the wrong expression, but it was a kind of a hinge All-Ireland. You know, it could have swung either way. If Kerry had won it, you're looking at, you know, potentially talking about that Kerry team in a different way. No, you're talking about that Dublin group in a different way, and you're looking at the All Ireland semi final last year in a different way, and you're looking at all that sorts of things in a different way. So it was, uh, as an outcome, as a game, it was awful, but as an outcome, it was very interesting. Yeah, Rory, it wasn't, it wasn't one for the ages, and it was built up obviously because it's Kerry in Dublin. It's like, you know, generational Kerry team going for one last kick against a, a you know, a Kerry team that's threaded with kind of you know, talents that we haven't seen before, etc. And there was tension in it up until the last five minutes or so, but it wasn't of high quality really, was it? No, <clears throat> no. Um, I put a tweet out, which might have been a bit hasty initially because I hadn't actually watched it back. I was in there at, at the at the match, which I found, I'll be honest, by the way, from a GA perspective, a very underwhelming experience overall. It didn't even feel like an All-Ireland final until the parade started. And they have, they have a job of work to do there, but look, that's for another day. Um, the first half, I mean, I turned around to a Dublin friend of mine who was sat next to me and I, I said, I've seen some bad All-Ireland final first halves and that's right up there with them. <laughs> it was 6-4 six, it, it six, at half. The Kerry had scored two points from play in 38 minutes of football in an All-Ireland final. It's It was extraordinary. It was, it was but like I think to go back to what Wheelow mentioned, and I think it's fair, it was a lot of mistakes, a lot of tension. There was loads of sections where I thought it was bizarre. There was just silence, almost silence. Not silence. There was just this intense sort of hush, and it was—I'd never experienced anything like it at, a, at an All Ireland final. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I haven't been to that many football ones, but I suppose the only thing that you could compare it to, and I 
are we comparing apples and oranges is in a hurling context and it's totally different. One thing I do think is worth noting is Dave Goff's performance. I felt he was outstanding. I thought um, he allowed loads go and I thought that added to it. Definitely watching it back. It was probably a better game than I initially gave it credit for, certainly the second half. And um, it was, in my view, I think he should let more go. I think referees need to let more go. I think that's a big problem. There's too many frees handed out and get a football. It creates a stop-start mentality. I think, you know, allowing the near-hand tackle, that's the first thing I'd look to redefine. Let it, let fellas go in with two hands. They allow it in hurling. Why can't they allow it in football? Um, and I thought Goff was excellent in terms of keeping the keeping the game flowing. I know the Dublin supporters were given out because he wasn't giving them any frees, but I was watching him on a couple of occasions and he had his hand up, I think, on about three occasions playing advantage for Dublin so like he just he, he he kind of did his best to try and facilitate a really good physical contest and when you watch it on TV which I probably should have before we put out that tweet I think you could only but admire the athleticism of the two teams it was proper real tough all-earned football final from that point of view it was enjoyable but in terms of quality it was definitely on the low end yeah. Worry just, but just on the notion, right, of a Dublin Kerry All Ireland final going to save football, right? Mm. That, it's one of the great myths that has yeah. existed for about seven decades now. The mm. one thing that Kerry and Dublin are going to guarantee you is a bad final, right? Mm. The only time that I can well, think 20, of 2011 was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like 2019, the 2019 games are the exception that proved the rule. 2019 games, the, the drawing game was a great game, I thought. 2015 is terrible. 2011 was, I didn't think it was, was a good game. Which that one? Was a semi, that was a semi, Tomás. That was the best game. Yeah. Kerry yeah. Dublin. Yeah, yeah. They that do the brilliant semi-finals. So, in just, this is my opinion. 2019 was very good. Fair enough. 15, awful. 11, nah. Um, the ones in the mid-80s, 84, 85 were dreadful games. 79 was a washout. 78's a washout. 76 and 75, I I sort of, I mean, looking at the score lines, it looks like they weren't great games. But, it, you know, I haven't gone back to watch them. But, uh, like, they don't do... It's it's something that they need. You great semi-finals, not great finals. I wonder, is it a fear of losing when they get there against each other? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because last Sunday, again, you had two teams that kind of sat back. And as you say, it was a tribute, like, to to kind of an element of of, of warrior that, that's in Gaelic football. I mean, the hits were unbelievable. Some of the tackling was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Um, but, like... There were, there were moments where you would grab the game, knock a ball over the bar and transform the thing, but there was no transformative moment, attacking moments like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just a lot of mistakes and look at the conditions that didn't help greasy ball and all the rest of it. But, mm-hmm. but um, no, I mean, it, it was indicative of the entire championship. Anybody really who went in expecting a, a really good game, I don't think they were watching much football this year and they definitely weren't paying attention to anything that Dublin Kerry have done yeah. in the last 70 years in All-Ireland Finals. It I kind of worked what, out for me and it worked out exactly what I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we did get, what we, we, know, we did get what, I, one thing we expected to get was was kind of an intensity in the tackling from, from both teams. Like Kerry's uh, quarterfinal performance was a real eye-opener and, and Dublin have, I think, been re-energised a bit this year in that respect. And by one man in particular, I think most people seem to think their captain and, and leader, James McCarthy. And those re-refereeing the matches on social media afterwards are of the opinion that James McCarthy should have been sent off about three times, which I think is a little bit unfair. Oh. But he, um, there, was a, there, there was a physicality to it, at least, which would, would, would you know, it did kind of... Uh, tweak the senses shall we say even if the football wasn't great it was it was hard hitting stuff which from the two you know purists of Gaelic football yeah I think uh, you're like I think the players will play to the line as well and they'll measure the approach to the referee and David Goff I don't think what load of the first 10 minutes you know so players will, will weigh up to that and 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 I'd, I'd hazard to say, like, if, if, if was he counting personal fouls, you know what I mean? Because there could have been a few lads sent off, you know what I mean? If he was, you know, if that was the case. So I think, listen, we don't, I, I agree with Roy, you don't want to stop start game. You want a baller in the final. It's good, hard, physical, hard hitting. And James had one high tackle, he got a yellow card from. I don't think he, I don't think there was anything after that that was of any significance. Um, But I think, you know, going back to Mikey's point there about them sitting back, um. And and I think that played into Dublin's hands to a certain degree. Um, and Tomas, you touched on it as well. Like, 
I know Dermot O'Connor had some good moments in terms of his work rate and his ethic, but I felt coming into this prob- this game that Kerry had an issue in midfield and they didn't want contested kickouts. And that was something that was prevalent in their last few games. And I think that allowed Dublin to be able to drop back through the lines and close down the space and close down the space, get the rotating sweeper in play, and cut off the Kerry kicking game. Like Desi Farrell said it afterwards, the first half played out like Dublin had hoped it would play out. Mm. Um, so I think that, you know, that aspect of the game to me was critical because any kick out that went long in the first half, Dublin won it. And I think and Kerry got a bit spooked by that. And while they, Jack Barry plucked a great one in the second half, uh, I think there was also a little bit of an underlying fear there from Kerry to press up in the Dublin kick out following what happened in the Mayo game and such. And I just think Kerry became a little bit unsure of themselves in the middle third and the way both teams set up nearly suited Dublin because I actually think Dublin have a stronger counter-attacking game. It's been a facet in their game plan all year. The turnover, they break at significant pace and fours and flies and get up the pitch and, and, and eventually get a shot off or get a score. So to me, the midfield battle was, I thought was important because you're, even you're going into the game as you're thinking, but the narrative is Jack Barry has to keep Brian Fenton quiet. But but that when you when you put that in context, you're saying, so that's what Kerry, that's the best Kerry are hoping for. They don't have somebody who can actually grab the game with the scruff of the net, neck and win it. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where Dublin had that advantage. I thought Fenton was was immense to me, you know, people you know the top player of the year and that sort of stuff. But from Dublin's player of the year, I think Fenton nearly outdone. McCarthy in the last few games in terms of in the crucial moments and, 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 and he kind of got Dublin over the line so uh, yeah I think tactically the way the game was played might have just have suited Dublin a little bit better and stopped Kerry from playing the game with in, with the strengths that they have yeah that Kerry uh, Dublin will do that in a, uh, uh, tomorrow so they like you've got Cluxton delivering the ball you've got Howard's movement and like the fact you mentioned I think he picked up nine kickouts and every, some of them were at the touchline like he was everywhere and then when the ball is played long you have Fenton who if he's not going to take it himself he's going to spoil it um as you said the 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 Kerry midfielders didn't do a whole lot wrong but they did at the same time lose the battle I suppose ah uh, yeah I mean the modern game is about possession and um you know I think Kira made it a really good point there in that Dublin are brilliant at counter-attacking. I think Kerry were possibly too slow bringing that ball out of defence anytime they turned it over. Now, you can give credit to Dublin there for their tackling and their... I've I've said it a number of times this year. I think, you know, Dublin are at times... I know there's at times in games where everybody's back in defence, but at times there's they're pressed up and I don't think no team in the country does it as good as a one-on-one. They have one-on-one everywhere and everybody gets tracked, everybody gets tagged, everybody gets followed, everyone is 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 marked and they're excellent at it. And I think Kerry struggled, you know, the, you look at it from an attacking point of view, Tom Sullivan, uh, teams are, are doing their homework on Kerry. Tom Sullivan was tagged by Derry, he was tagged by Dublin in terms of attacking play. Um, Gavin White was excellent against Derry in the semi-final and he was probably tagged you know, I think that 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 um, uh, turnover probably rattled him. I didn't see him get involved that much after it. Uh, he had an outstanding year for Kerry, um, but I think the difference, like you could you could you could be talking about it all day. It was mentioned at the start, seven two in the last twenty minutes of the game. Um, that was it, and just Dublin's ability. Like um, I made a quick call after the game to my brother and. He he was calling Cluxton man of the match. He just says he did it again. He just pulled. They make it too easy for him though, Tomas. I mean, like I, I was something I struggled with Rory. Yeah, I know, but but, but 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 like, but yeah, that's fair. But like I watching it, right? I was I was very disappointed in Kerry in that I felt they needed to change the terms of engagement. Like I felt they played the game on Dublin's terms from the very start, and I think Dublin are better at that game. I mean, they they just needed to switch that momentum. Maybe needed to be a bit braver. Instead, I kind of got a sense that they were very wedded to this, what I would consider maybe an alien and slightly Ulster mindset and philosophy of trying to work this turnover scoreboard thing 
And I thought Dublin read it like an open book. I think Dublin were happy enough to play that type of game. And I think maybe Kerry needed to come with something a little bit different. That meant maybe slightly more traditional in their approach and pull Dublin into a sort of an old school contest, you know, trust their instincts as Gaelic footballers a little bit better, that natural feel, ignore the robotics of, you know, we all have to get back into shape and all of this. You know, like I just thought that there was a plan A and we're sticking to it no matter what because we're in this trust the process bullshit. Yeah. Well, I, I like you have to kind of it's 70 minutes pulling up and they were still draw game. And I know we're talking like there was an amount, I think, to carry defense, even though a lot of the scores, and I'll come back to it in a second, were loose enough towards the end. Um I do think that the carry defence did well and turned over an awful lot of ball. I think they were in the game when you consider that probably Clifford, who was the difference in all those games, had those scores gone over, we'd be having a completely different uh, chat right now and we'd be talking about how Kerry had so many turnovers. Like, margin of errors in our Ireland finals are, are huge. The differences were Pascal popping two in the second half, Fenton popping two in the second half. Like you talk about the press and I think it's something that rattled them since since um, I was at the game, in at the Tipperary game in Killarney and my God, were they aggressive everywhere, mm. aggressive on the press. And I mean, it's 114, it's still in my head, 114 was what Kerry have scored from, from kickouts, opposition kickouts. But one nine of that came in the Munster Championship alone. And when they hit that Mayo game, it absolutely rattled them, rattled them. And like there was Fenton's score, if you look back, lads, if you just follow back to Fenton's score in the second half, there was, everybody was pressed up, Kerry were pressed up. And then I can't remember which Dublin player came down the middle in between the halfback and the centre-back and just took a, 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 a possession. And you're saying, where, you can't even see his man on the screen and you're saying he must be covering he must be just sitting in the middle hole in the middle and about three seconds later Fenton gets on the ball in the middle where you think that player is and takes about five solos plays a one two and over the bar and you know I think Jack referred to it that it took so much energy after that goal to get three ahead again that you know did they have the collective energy to defend Baskell got a score off Paul Murphy towards the end, and you know it, it was just too easy. Though that 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 those two scores in particular stick in my head as being like Kerry were scrambling. You look at the pressure Clifford was under every time he was shooting. You look at the 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 they didn't have space. You know that's what made Paddy Clifford's two scores so excellent. But down the other side towards the end of the game, possibly a couple of easy scores went over. Yeah. Mick, are we talking here then, we're talking about down the stretch, you know, the Kerry tiring. Is the issue for Kerry now in the very long off season, is it to find more squad players, is it to strengthen their strength and depth and like find a few more impact players? Because that's, that's how Dublin have won, you know, the vast majority of their All-Ireland finals is they've been able to bring people off, the, they've been able to bring game changers off the bench, which not every county can do. Yeah, and look, it kind of happened again. Maybe not game changers, I mean, Jack McCaffrey was terrific when he came on yeah. but they, they weren't they weren't throwing in game changers in the way they would have before i mean I it's not the same as five six years ago no no but like sean mcmahon and keen murphy came in and they showed for kick and did pretty keen murphy did really really well yeah murphy did really well you know he only got 11 minutes so he thought he played yeah, well he wouldn't because he, he wouldn't have had a huge amount of game time all year mick no 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 good player and and like he did he did that the kind of nuts and bolts stuff they, they needed him to do but i mean the thing i think the issue for kerry was that you had a lot of players and like compared to last year's squad it hadn't really changed like the 15 or the, their preferred starting 15 hadn't really moved on. And they like the guys that they'd like to say, they say the 20 lads that they'd like to have on a field in the 70 odd minutes hadn't really changed an awful lot. Within that, I personally, I, th- I thought a few of them had come on a good bit, like in the, as individuals, but just as a squad, I wasn't, you, you didn't get to say, you, you didn't see many really new guys coming in and just pushing the agenda for themselves a bit more. It was kind of still going back to the same. And you see that sometimes with, with champions that come back and particularly with Kerry's age profile. I mean, they're not, they're not an old team, you know? So, I mean, you're kind of going, well, why, what will we be changing? You know? So 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, basically, you're right, Mikey. I mean, they'll go back now and they'll have club championships, and there's plenty of players to have a look at, and plenty of there'll always be players in Kerry to have a look at, and guys coming at different times in their, you know, different times of their career, different ages, and so on and so forth. And again, go back to the kind of the general point there. Like, I mean, Tomas is right. Like, I mean, for want of a few scores that went to bounced off a post and went here and there, you know, I mean, if Kerry had won by two points the last day. You, the dubs would be saying much the same as what they're saying Kerry now fair enough you know it, it was that it was that kind of a game but at the in, in the heel of the hunt I suppose look Dublin just I mean I'm not so sure it was that scientific in terms of, of what Kerry did wrong it was just that Dublin just just did that little bit more right you know what I mean and just they got the leaders when they needed them they got little scores when they needed them you know again if David Clifford had knocked over those couple that maybe he would have done on another day, I wouldn't be overly critical of him at all because, yeah. I mean, even on the day itself, he did a lot on the day that was good. Um, but look, could be it could be a different story. But yeah, look, they're going to come back. They're going to be the front runners. They're already going to be the front runners or they're going to be the next crowd up to Dublin starting off next January anyway. It's all the one. Yeah. We won't, we won't, we won't fear for them. Before we get on to the Football of the Year chat, which I've been waiting for, um, yeah, we know kind of the same the same question regarding Dublin, I suppose. What's your sense on kind of the lads who came back or the, the veterans, the the lads with nine Celtic crosses in their pockets? Do you think any of them will stay on? And if they don't, what are you seeing? Like, you know, there's this idea a few years ago it was like, oh, Dublin have a conveyor belt. Now it's no they were generational talents. Is is what's your sense of kind of what's waiting in the wings? Because obviously there is young lads kind of dropped off the panel this year with older lads coming back. So it doesn't sense, it wasn't the sense that Desi was building for the future, shall we say. So what does the future look like for Dublin? It's very tricky, Mike, being honest, because I think the first real issue is whether Desi stays, being honest. Uh, you know, he, he, he got a sense that everyone was back for one push, but as the lad said, when when they, they digest things and the energy they take off this, you know, will they all be sitting down and saying, well, you know, you know, is there is there is there a potentially another one in us? You know, ten is such a lovely round number. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but but I think it's more when you look at the context of the performances and you look at Buxton and you look at Mick Fitzsimons, you look at James McCarthy, like you know, none of they all started, none of them were taken off. You know what I mean? They all finished the game. They look as in good shape as they've ever looked. Uh, so I think, I don't know, Nick, you spoke about earlier on about, you know, some going and some staying. I, I, I'd be a little bit concerned, Mikey, that, you know, if, if, if one goes, two goes, three goes, you know, four goes, you know, that sort of way. Uh, and I, I think it's the next layer then behind them, the guys that are coming to the 30 mark that you, you know, who have so much success as well, that you definitely want them back in the dressing room as well so it's looking beyond kind of the the first the first the three obvious ones we're talking about and then obviously Dean Rock who's been a brilliant service as well but my 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 gut is that it really comes down to Desi's decision um and I think if Desi goes it can you know you know yourself when you get to that age start a new regime or someone coming in it's kind of that can be kind of challenging in its own right uh where if Desi and his management team now, you know, decide that they're going to stay on, I think there's a better chance maybe of Dublin carrying those players maybe into next year. So uh, that 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 would be where I'd see that the the key swing point is really Des Desi's decision. Um, yeah. And 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 listen, I think you certainly know everybody within Dublin would would, would be hoping that they they go again. Um, but if they don't, do you know what? They owe nobody anything. Uh, they've been Warriors, uh, absolute legends within Dublin football, and they deserve the break if they decide to, to to hang up the boots. But no, I do, I do, I think it comes down to Desi's decision. I think that's going to force the force the mm -hmm. conversation with the others. Des Desi will probably give if he is going to make a decision, Rory. He might he might give his successor more time than uh, he was given himself by <laughs> by his by his predecessor, and he might make a decision in a timely fashion. What what's your sense and what's the sense of those on the ground in Dublin, GA, Rory? Oh, well, geez, I don't know. You wouldn't know. Like, I mean, you couldn't read it. Uh, I think Wheelow's point is well. The CEO made, going as well, obviously, uh, is yeah, changing off in itself. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, the carcass, the, the most carcass name for the new guy coming in, Finbar O'Mahony, 
But uh, it's, yeah, it's a big, it, that'll be a big blow for Dublin GA. You know, look, John Costello, again, unbelievable service over all those years. Um, he sorted all of, he sorted us out with loads of tickets in advance of the final. I need to give a shout out, <laughs> say thanks to John for that. You know, we got fixed up with plenty. So he saved the day for us and we do appreciate it. <laughs> But um, are you speaking on behalf of RTE there, Rory? Or no, uh, no, no, no. I'm speaking on behalf. I'm, I'm speaking. I'm, check there. I'm speaking. Did he send a helicopter up to you there, dropping yeah. in or anything like that? I'm or speaking did you bring on behalf. With you? Yeah. No, I'm speaking on behalf of a Dublin GA club. Which Mike, you, Mike Costello even gives the Kerry lads tickets. Look, he's smiling on Kerry. One for everyone. Holidays the audience. in Killarney, lads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um. No, like I think it, it it will probably come down to the management. I mean, Pat Gilroy is in there as well. Does he step into the shoes? Creates a sense of continuity. Will they look for a clean sweep? I think the Michael makes the point there about you know limiting the damage that a mass exodus can do. I think that's important. We saw it no no better ourselves in Cork very acutely in the winter of twenty thirteen. When I think about eight lads went at the one time and the team fell apart and it took ye- it's it's taken years to recover. So you've got to be careful. I think that's where Kerry have always been very good, actually, in just managing the ones and twos out and the ones and twos in. Um, so that that will be key. And it definitely comes back to a management situation. I think from Desi's perspective, I think he deserves an awful lot of credit. Like he has won his second All-Ireland. The first one, obviously, was COVID. That was really difficult. If you think back, he got a suspension for that training session. And I don't think he was overly happy about that as well. Definitely caused a little bit of a rancor within his camp. So look, I think all in all, look, you could not but be happy for, particularly for James McCarthy, who's a big, big, big favourite of mine, as we know, as, as Mikey and... Um, yeah, I think look, there's a long winter there for people to stew on this, as we as we certainly know, given the season is over, which is another crazy thing. But anyway, um the one thing I will say though, and I and I know Tomas says that there is a sense of disappointment in Kerry. I think this will sting. This is going to sting uh the initial, the initial aftermath might be a sense of, you know, look, we've got to process it first, to use that awful word. I think in the days and weeks that will come this one will hurt and it will hurt badly, you know? Mm. Um, I suppose any All-Ireland final defeat will probably hurt. I'm told, haven't, haven't ever, uh, you know, kind of felt it, one it, in my lifetime. This will be stewed on, all right. This will yeah. be stewed on. I, I may have to head down in the autumn and report back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be holding, uh, you know, some kind of like truth uh, sessions and, you know. Yeah. Well, we're in a Barry's Tea era uh, Cork jersey as well, yeah. Uh, um, too, but yeah. Okay, uh, a few hours ago, Paul Flynn tweeted, um, bit of controversy, re my last tweet. Do I think Mick Fitz got the better of Clifford? Yes. Do I think Clifford was player of the year? No. Do I think he's one of the best in our gen- in our generation? Yes. And top ambassador for the game. No more midnight tweets. Um, Katie McCabe emoji, as we're going to call it for now on the zipped, zipped lips. So, uh, yes, his tweet last night at, um, I think it was 12, about half past 12, Clifford was smoked against Dublin and poor against Tyrone, <laughs> yet still people think he's footballer of the year. Not for me. James Mack led Dublin to glory without having his best day yesterday. He's a born winner and leader. Wheelo, how did you get hold of Paul Finn's phone in the pub and um, how long did it take him to realise you tweeted that? Oh, listen, uh, what do they say when you drink, leave the phone away? I think that's yeah. a, a lesson in there, but uh, I think you have to you look at David Clifford, guys, and I was only to reflect on this the last couple of days. The, the pressure oh. on that young kid yeah. is just off the charts. And the weight of expectation that he carried into that final, it, it doesn't even bear thinking about, to be honest. And 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 he, he was fantastic all year. Um, and his contribution in the final, like you look, Paul Mannion was man of the match and he got four points. And the narrative coming into the game was if Dublin keep Clifford to four or five, we'd be doing well. You know what I mean? He got two, he was involved in assist and that sort of stuff. Uh, Mick Fitzsimons made it difficult for him, no doubt about it, and 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 couldn't have probably done any better and put him under pressure and maybe maybe forced him into a few quicker shots than he would have liked and stuff like that. But as as we said, one or two of them in another day could have gone over. And I, I th- as I said on Sunday, it was a duo for the ages. Um, but I think in terms of, yes, within Dublin, there's the nostalgia of James McCarthy and everybody kind of wants, you know, get James up the steps and 
finishes as player of the year or whatever. But I'd, I'd say if you probably asked James McCarthy, was he player of the year, he'd probably tell you, you know, in James fashion, he'd probably say, no, it wasn't. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I would think, listen, Clifford was a, it was extremely consistent all year and, and still made a contribution in all the games. And, uh, you know, that, that, would be, that, that would be my view. And I think Dublin are in a great place to have the nine. And, and, and James McCarthy was excellent, as was Fenton, as was Cluxton. And there's probably two or three Dublin players that are in very closely in a slipstream. But you, men- was- you mentioned Fenton earlier. You 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 said kind of, but only in the yeah. final couple of games rather than the whole season. Is that your point? Well, no, I think it really comes down to the last couple of games. It does. The, T- like, tends to be when know. the decision is made off the back. Yeah, of well, like, yeah. like I thought Fenton against Mayo, and I thought against Manon two points the one when they're under under the cosh, and I thought yesterday in the first half and the second half, you know, I thought he was he was he, he was brilliant. He really came into his own. Similar to James McCarthy, and that, and then Cluxton's performance yesterday. So they 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 for me were probably the top three players and the three leaders and the three drivers. But Clifford was was consistently very good all year. And even the day, you know, I saw him down in Killarney against Mayo. The game they lost, like he singly handedly was was dragging Kerry, keeping trying to keep Kerry in that game, get going into the mm. second half. Uh, so I, I, listen, I don't think there can be many arguments from Dublin perspective. Dublin will be happy to get Sam and. David Cliff probably deserves his player of the year award. Tomas, like his, the, he, he's kind of damned by his own quality. Obviously, that people have these expectations of what he should do on any given day now, and that two points in an All Ireland final is 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 not acceptable. And he kicked a few wides, but over the course of the whole season, and if if kind of nostalgia and emotion is going to come into it. The guy played in a monster final the day after his mother passed away. So um, if, if if James McCarthy gets kind of, if there's an emotion in James McCarthy being kind of getting a nod for being Dublin captain and winning a ninth all Ireland, what David and Paddy Clifford did, uh, you know, earlier in the summer is, it's it's incredible in itself really, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mentioned after last night, I thought, um, and I think the whole county appreciated, it was very hard for them, like, and even now, you can be guaranteed today, like, there's a constant battle, you know, anybody, and we all go through it, it's not sports people, or it's not whatever, like, people lose, and, and people die, and you have to go through that struggle, and football is very often a kind of an outlet for them, and I'd say that's what it was, it was remarkable, like in, in 2002, same thing happened to us, Dara was captain, and you know, it was a, I remember when that game finished, it was like, what do we do now, kind of a thing, like, so uh, I would imagine it was very, very difficult, and then you had, they had a homecoming last night, and he was up in the stage, and he was talking, and all that, um, but there, what I admire about them, Mikey, is they be none of that stuff. They won't be talking about that stuff. He gets on with it it's the same way. His temperament in matches, he gets picked on. He gets whatever he puts up with it. He normally answers it on the scoreboard. I have spoken to a lot of Kerry people, and not one said that Clifford had a bad game. It was kind of like he still contributed to that game. He wouldn't have. He created the goal. Um, I'd have no issues at all at all uh, with it. I was actually in. I think Paul Flynn shouldn't have answered that first tweet, leave it up. And if if he thinks like you McCarthy, Pascal, Fenton, in and not this order, um, and Cluxton are probably the four best players they've had this season. Um, but for me, and I, I said it on the night, like the way it is, the way the player of the year is, is voted, everybody gets a vote and it was split. It was split down the middle. And He's, uh, I don't know whether some of our votes filtered back. They did, I'd say we loved it for that. I'd say they did. I wouldn't I'd be with you. Anyway, that's for sure. (laughs) I wouldn't I it was a late switch for the player of the year. Player of the year in my head was Clifford and I thought it was going into the studio. Uh, but there's t- I, I, like look all star teams lads, it's always the same. Players of the year, it's always the same. I think Quilo touched on it. I nobody cares down in Kerry who gets football of the year, who gets the all stars, the one we wanted is above in Dublin. And at the end of the day, that's not going to change. So whatever arguments goes on about um, footballers of the year or not, it, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, it do, it does it does fill a nice gap in this these few days after in All Ireland. So we just will one, continue Mike, to Mike, Mike, Mikey. Just one point I'd like to make about Brian Fenton as well. Like the full time whistle went and you know he embraced whoever was closest to him. The camera went off him at that stage, but I was watching him and. He went around straight away before he went over and celebrated with the rest of his teammates and he shook the hand of every single Kerry player, literally just walked around to each and every single one of them. And I just thought it was a fantastic mark of him. 
Yeah, I uh, know those. They're well bred. Those Rahini midfielders. Eh? Nice, ni- <laughs> nice men. Nice men. Um, Mick Brian Hurley or Sean Powder? Who's your footballer of the year? Or where would you go with it? <laughs> Brian Powder. <laughs> or Sean Hurley, whichever one. No, like I mean, do you know what? Do you know what the worst of these player of the year um debates is you suddenly start criticizing fellas that have had really, really good Yeah, you, you pick yeah. holes in these amazing. You kind of have yeah. to kind of put a kind of a rider at the whole star the whole thing, kind of going, Can we they all had great seasons? And then you kind of start to you kind of get into the nuts and bolts. I, I personally would have gone for Clifford as well. I, I it hasn't uh Sorry, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed my last one. It didn't change anything. Um, but it was a kind of a funny year. It was a funny year for football. It's a funny year to be picking all-star teams and players of the year and stuff because some guys like that had good seasons or good good periods and all the rest. The one, the one that was the most consistent for me, notwithstanding, obviously. And we're only talking about a couple of kicks. Uh, was 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 David Clifford was probably the. And again, like when you're talking about players of the year, you're, you've touched on it already. You are talking about character and personality as well a little bit, especially when it comes down when it comes to a close call. I would have thought character and personality and what what they not necessarily what they were dealing with is the wrong word, but what what they were facing through the year. And I can't. I mean, Tomas might have a different view on this um, from his own from from his own team back in the nineties in particular. But I I can't recall a Kerry player since Morris Fitz. That has really had to, you know, has been expected to throw a Kerry team up on top of his back, and that's not being insulting to the players that are there now. It's more. Well, Mick, Mick, did you hear did, when they were naming the teams before the game, and they, they called out his name? Did you hear the roar that went up? Ah, yeah. There? I mean, but like that's. But that's you're kind I mean, of saying that, like she's heaping more pressure on him. I, I, I anyway. Well, sorry. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think he's probably. Used, I mean, the sense I get, I, I mean, I won't pretend to know the man, but I, I've certainly spoken to an awful lot of people in the last twelve months. Kind of who would know him and who, who, who that wouldn't bother you know. him that much. Well, I think it's just the it's the breeding and it's the life that he's already lived up the years and the expectation that's always been there that it's not so much wouldn't bother him. It must have an effect on everybody. But I think he's he seems able to compartmentalize that kind of stuff and seems to be able to just to move through whatever things he has to do to get himself to the point where the whistle blows and then he can start really being himself as a footballer and. Everything else just kind of melts away, and it's just it's the challenge of of uh, it's the challenge of 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 the game itself and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the players and so on and players and opponents and whatnot. So it strikes me he's the kind of fella that 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 uh, no that that stuff wouldn't have bothered him. He would have been obviously who wouldn't be aware of the enormous cheer he got. But and I would hope I would hope and would imagine that last Sunday won't um, won't won't sort of set him back. It'll if anything it'll probably drive him on. Yeah. Um. Like if Kerry had won, the debate over football year would be a complete non-debate. I think is another way of looking at it. Just before we finish, um, I, Tomas, I would like to get your view on that. Just like because it is interesting, like from the county most renowned for having these kind of superstar forwards, kind of iconic players. What do you make of Mick's statement that like he's there's no one to touch him since Mars fits in terms of kind of what's expected of him by his own people? Well, I think Mick's point was that early on in Morris's career, Morris was carrying the team, yeah. you know, they were struggling at the time. And I think in the noughties, we had a lot of big players, you know, you had Gooch, but then you had Declan outside him, you had Donaghy, you had Dara, you had Moynihan, you know, there was an awful lot of quality in the team. Like they were able to drop two or three of us at one stage and it didn't dent anything, you know. So I think that's the point, Michael, if, if, if I'm right that you were saying, um that there is now I, I know like you still have the argument in Kerry is possibly that you know he, at times he didn't have the support up front and that's why on Sunday when Paul Ganey got 1-1 and and, and Paddy was chipping in and uh, you just needed that little extra bit maybe from Tom or Gavin or, or Dermot or whatever to come as well um, but that's the argument that he did ship it. Wheelow's already mentioned it that game down in Killarney, but you go back to Tyrone a couple of years ago and they, when they beat him in the semi-final and David ended up on the sideline, but before he went off, and that was another game they lost, he was the, he dragged them through that like, and he's very, very rarely has a poor game for them. Uh, any game he is in quite, he's quite in, it's, it's fairly odd and fairly strange. The game is under control by Kerry. Uh, when he needs to perform, he performs, and I think 
that's after the game, I'd say the last day that hit him, you know, that that it just didn't happen for him on the day. But um no, I think overall he was phenomenal over the whole year and there is an amount Wheelow said it right as well. There's an amount of pressure on him every day he tugs, I'd say. Every day he goes out, every day he walks out the door. There's there is I've never seen a player like it, you know, and we, we lived to the age with the gooch, but I, I'd say in the modern society with all social media, etc. Uh, he puts up with an awful amount, uh, but takes it in his stride and is a good lad and has had a tough year and is is um, is lauded down Kerry. He, 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 they had a fantastic year, two of them. Yeah. Well, look, I know I steered the conversation this way, but the fact of the matter is Dublin won the honour and we have spent the last seven, eight minutes talking about him. He, there's something about him that's kind of, you know, people like watching him, people like talking about him, debating him, um, and it's great to have that in football. Um, we'll leave it at that, lads. It's been... Um, it's been a fun season. I wasn't here for most of it, obviously, but you know, like Cluxon just came in, dropped out of the gear bag, come back, win a medal. Just speaking of Clux, just one, just on that, Mikey. Just speaking of Cluxton, mm. was Cluxton on the bench in year famous clash in Turles in two thousand and one, lads? Was he yes. a sub? Was he a sub that day when Kerry played Dublin in the two thousand and one quarter final below Turles? He was, yeah. Cluxton was a sub that day. Cluxton would have played in the Leinster Championship that year. He made his debut in the Leinster Championship that year, uh, and he was a sub that day. Yeah, he was on. He was on the bench. Like the, the, oh, it's the, extra- the, that's extraordinary. No, I, I, does anyone else find that extraordinary? I don't. Well, know. I, what I find extraordinary already is that well, it's about fourteen years since I played, right? Which is a lifetime. But it's been careers. Loads of them yeah. had careers within that context. So it's fourteen years since I played, and I played with them for nine years. They have to scratch your head sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Mad, isn't it? Jesus, oh, when you put it like that. Like yeah. we know you said it there. Uh why would they there's another couple of years in McCarthy. Clock's in the same. Do you know? I know the timing and all that, but the all of them, just manion, just like the standards Cluxon still sets are scary, scary. Mm. It is, it really is. Yeah, hey, you're getting worried tomorrow now. You're more worried than you were at the start of college. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to think about next year. I'm about that Sunday. Pat Gilroyd will be texting you again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear to God, I got the text off when I was laughing. I said, oh, fuck you and you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, thank you to Mick. Thank you to Willow and to Tomas and to Rory. Um, this podcast may be back in the next couple of weeks if there's things to chat about, but otherwise we'll be fallow until the intercounty season returns next year, as he says on the 1st of August. But uh, until we are back again, uh, we'll chat to you then. So good luck and goodbye. by winning the last two matches on the road and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurling, I love players that will never give in. He hits it, he hits it, it's over the ball!